Good morning, brothers and sisters. Today is the eighth Sunday in Ordinary Time, and this is the Word in the World. Welcome to the show, brothers and sisters. My name is Paulus Father Stephen Bell. I am the Associate Director of the St. Thomas More Newman Center. And here on The Word in the World, we we strive to give you insight and inspiration from the Sunday readings. I am pleased to have in the studio with me today, A.J. D'Angelo. A.J., how you doing? I'm doing good. How are oh, yourself, Father I'm Steve? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. OSU student, tell the, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a uh, second semester senior, so graduating this year, uh, studying chemical engineering at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I live in a St. Paul's outreach yes. men's house, yes. uh, so I live with nine other guys, uh, and we strive to live in uh, Christian community to grow in virtue and uh, holiness um, while <laughs> having a little bit of fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And, and how long have you been with St. Paul's Outreach? Uh, this is my second year. Okay, second year. And this is not uh, a ministry where, for, the, for the lazy because you mm-hmm. all do a lot of outreach, particularly on the campus of the mm-hmm. Ohio State University. How's it been going? Uh, it's been going really well. Yeah. Um, currently, uh, I'm helping lead some ministries at the Newman Center, yes. as you know. Yes. Um, working with the student nights on Tuesdays called BCAT, short for Buckeye Catholic, Mm -hmm. and Buckeye Awakening, the uh, awakening chapter at Ohio State. Yeah, Um, yeah. One of our largest retreats, actually, for mm -hmm. students. I have to say, AJ, you're at the Newman Center almost as much as I am, and sometimes (laughs) more. So, yeah, you're doing a lot of great work, and you enjoy it. Yeah, I do. This Uh, is moving more into your desires to be a missionary in the uh, future? Yeah, so um, now that you bring it up... um, (laughs) Uh, it's funny, I was just talking about this. Um, going into next year, I'm going to be graduating with a uh, Bachelor of Science in Chemical Engineering, mm-hmm. um, in which I could probably go forth and make uh, quite a bit of money, uh, mm-hmm. get a nice job. Um, but next year, I think the Lord's calling me instead to something a little bit different, um, yeah. into some sort of mission. Uh, right now, I'm a little bit uncertain on where that is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I know it'll be working with either college students or with the youth. Amen. I'm excited Amen. about that. Well, it's good that you got some clarity on that, at mm. least. And what a wonderful segue into our show today. Uh, as you all know out there in Radio Land, I usually have my guests to choose the reading that we're going to look at, and AJ has chosen the gospel, which will be proclaimed by Lector Meredith Ash. And here's Meredith. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, No one can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin. But I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or, what are we to drink? Or, what are we to wear? 
All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. The Gospel of the Lord. So here we have Jesus continuing his Sermon on the Mount. And at this point, he's kind of taking a different direction and preaching to the people about what they are depending upon. Uh, There is an understanding that there is a a bit of prosperity going on uh, in the land where where he's preaching and that there as is normal, uh, a sense of uh, people kind of depending on their own resourcefulness, on the things that they themselves can amass as being their great problem solvers, as being their their security and even their salvation. And so he's basically saying, Jesus is basically saying, you need to choose who you're devoted to. Uh, what happens when these things cannot save? What happens when you think about your spiritual formation, the state of your soul, uh, and and not so much just the physical things for which you have resources. And so he brings up this whole notion of God and mammon. Um, and mammon is a is a Arabic word that's that means wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the prosperity it, it 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 incorporates, if you will, that kind of prosperity that that, that the people are experiencing. Um, but it's also a great message for those who don't have anything, for those who, who lack that kind of resourcefulness, and it becomes a message of consolation for them. So, A.J., why did you choose this reading? Uh, so it's become very clear as, uh, as I've been moving throughout the rest of this year that going forward in my life, I'm not going to have a lot of uh, financial security, at least in these first few years. Mm-hmm. Um, as a missionary, I'd be required to fundraise my own salary, mm-hmm. depending on what the Lord wants to work through others to give to me, um, to provide for my security. Um, I think for most of my college career, it's been a battle with myself of saying, well, what can I do to get to a point where I get this grade on this test mm-hmm. or where I get... Uh, this certain thing that I want. I think a lot of students, a lot of college students, a lot of people in general go through that wondering how they can provide for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're told they're out there on the world on their own and uh, they got to get to it on their own. Um, and here the Lord is very clear. He's just very clear that he's going to be there to provide. Mm-hmm. Um, others don't need to worry about what's going to happen to them because if the Lord cares more about them than the the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, how much more is he going to provide for them? Mm, very um, nice. Yeah, so it, it does require a whole lot of trust. Mm. And talk about a countercultural message. Mm. As you say, and as I myself know uh, as a man of a certain age, that there is an expectation mm. that we have, you know, social and financial financial security as a measure of our success and in many cases a measure of our worth uh, when we look at our place in society and this is this is asking us to look in a look, look at ourselves from a different light and to look at what it is that we find most important mm-hmm. it's very hard i will say to get to this point that jesus is challenging 
us to get to when all the other voices are saying, make a lot of money, you know, fend for yourself, um, make sure that you take care of your own. And I think that that is what, what hits us the hardest in, the, in this world today. Uh, I, I know for a fact, you know, being in campus ministry, one of the things that, it beca- it, that became clear to me is that this whole notion of one's success is on the effects, mm-hmm. on the grades, on the performance piece. And, and it's hard to break out of that to find your dependence elsewhere mm-hmm. when you're being so trained to, you know, to, to uh, become more self-reliant, you know, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you kind of manage that as a student? How do you manage this, this call to be self-reliant from so many loud voices versus what the Lord is saying and what you yourself are, you know, beginning to understand in your own ministerial uh, future? about relying more on the Lord. Yeah, so I think it started off, I would say, about two and a half years ago when I wasn't actively pursuing the Lord, but I had some general idea of how important things were in respect to, say, like my health. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So at those times, it'd be like, well, I'll just look ahead five years and think, like, is this test that I feel like I did bad on going to matter in five mm-hmm. years? Um, but as I started to... Uh, deep in my relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. I started to understand that period of time <laughs> seemed to shorten. Um, from five years, it skipped on to, let's say, one year. Um, and then it's just tomorrow. Um, because there's so many things that try to disturb our lives, um, mm-hmm. especially on a college campus. Um, mm-hmm. They're abundant. And to have the opportunity to bring them to prayer and put them before the Lord and say, mm-hmm. Lord, you take this. I don't want to hold it on any, hold on to it anymore. Um, do with it as you will. Um, I find a lot of peace in that. A yes. lot of peace in surrendering and yeah. um, understanding that my identity is found in the fact that I'm a son of God and not in uh, what grade I get into a test or mm-hmm. an internship I might get. Good, very, very good. I have to tell you a story when I um, when I joined seminary. I got my first stipend check, Mm. and it was $90. (laughs) That was supposed to last me a month. And I thought to myself, a week ago, a week before receiving that check, I had a meal that this check could not cover, basically. And I thought to myself, now how in the world am I going to live mm-hmm. off $90, knowing for a fact that my room and board was going to be taken care of? Um, but I, I had a penchant for spending in a, in a certain way uh, that this $90 was definitely not going to cover. I still think about that story. I still think about uh, where I came from when I walked into the door of the Paulus Fathers and really gave myself to this life of priesthood. I, I think about that then and now. And one of the things that holds true is that I've never had to ask for one thing. I've never had to want for anything, I should say. Uh, everything that I have ever needed to to be a good priest, to do an effective job of ministry, to reach the people that I need to reach, uh, was provided. 
the generosity of others came through in ways that I had never experienced before and allowed me to to bring this this you know this this talent that the Lord had tapped in me uh, to a whole lot of people that I would not have reached otherwise. So I am a witness, brother, mm. that the Lord does make a way. <laughs> Even mm. sitting in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Even sitting in the studio yeah. is a, is a um is a blessing from the mm. Lord, you know, that that came very unexpectedly but was obviously something that he wanted to do. It's, you know, it there's this um almost cliche adage that you may have heard that the Lord does not call the equipped, he equips the called. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, really getting to understand that, really getting to trust that the Lord will provide um, is itself a hardship, is itself a a challenge, you know, because uh, I, I, I... I mean, I don't. You, you should probably tell me a little bit about your experience with with understanding how the Lord mm-hmm. provides for you. But for me, it's been strengthening myself from the inside out. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, I've definitely encountered the similar thing that you are talking about. Um, it's hard uh, to to get to that point where you're ready to let go of things. We're ready mm-hmm. to let the Lord provide for you. Mm-hmm. Um, over the past year and a half, um, I've been put in a couple interesting situations where I've been forced to decide between if I want to choose the Lord or choose what I've thought was what I was supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those came right after my uh, initial reconversion. Um, over the summer of 2015, I had a, a very powerful experience understanding that um, – at the time, I was in a well-paying internship for chemical engineering. Um, it was exactly what I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. after about the third week of it, I was coming home miserable and dissatisfied and drained. Mm. Um, and I didn't quite understand why. Um, and then I started going to daily mass some more, uh, based off the recommendation of one of my mm-hmm. one of my brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that first time I went to daily mass after my uh, experience at the internship where I just wasn't satisfied, I was sitting there after I received communion, and there was just this thought, this voice that was reverberating in my mind saying, this is what you've been looking for. Mm. This is what you've always needed. Mm. Um, and uh, the key there was taking that moment and crystallizing it mm-hmm. and making sure I could hold on to that. Because um, I knew there would come times in the future where I thought, like, oh, man, if I only was still doing what I was doing back then, then I'd be happy. Then I'd mm. be satisfied. Yeah. Um, and I have to say that um, one thing led to another, led to another, and small decisions start to become bigger decisions, yeah. um, which I think the Lord clearly lays out in – this whole Sermon on the Mount. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's too often easy for me, at least, to look at each Mass reading as separate from the week prior, um, separate from the whole Gospel. Um, but when I look back at the last three, four weeks of readings, the Gospels, the Lord starts in very simple terms. Mm-hmm. He starts with the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. Like, if mm-hmm. you want to do all these things, you got to get mm-hmm. these eight things down. Mm-hmm. you got to be merciful. got to be a peacemaker. you got to 
Um, love your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there are great blessings in that. Exactly. Right. Um, and when you can do those things in smaller ways, I've found that it leads you to be able to do those in bigger things. Mm-hmm. So me saying um, that I wanted to skip my last week of my internship, skip making a week's worth of money, um, to go on a trip to Minnesota to a conference that I knew barely anybody at, um, but I knew that the Lord was calling me to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, making a decision like that has led to bigger decisions where the point where I'm ready to say for next year, for as long as the Lord is calling me, I'm going to be serving him um, mm-hmm. in one way or another, depending on him for my resources, depending on him for my uh, salary. Um, mm. Where very much three years ago, that would not have been the case. Yeah. What do you suggest for people that are still stuck in that mm-hmm. in that uh, challenge of, you know, you know that there's something else out there that would make you happy, that would resonate with what you feel going on in your heart or in your soul, but because of the voices that are crying out for you to be financially independent and self-reliant, you don't do those those things. You don't make that decision. What kind of suggestions would you offer to our brothers and sisters in that in that contention? Yeah. Um, I would say two things. Um, first, reflect on what truly at the core of everything makes you satisfied. Um, mm-hmm. Once you can find that, it's a lot easier to weed through what is fear, what mm-hmm. decisions are being made out of fear, and what decisions are being made out of uh, love. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we make it out of fear, we're often choosing selfishness. We're often choosing mm-hmm. what we desire over what is best for us and for all those around us. Mm-hmm. Um, and nice once insight. you can start, yeah, once you can start to discern between those two ideas, between fear and between love, between um, selfishness and between self-gift, mm-hmm. you can start to realize that when you give of yourself, when you actually are self-gift, mm-hmm. um, life is more content. Mm-hmm. Life is peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would recommend just making small choices in that. Mm-hmm. Instead of sleeping in in the mornings, go to a daily mass. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of... Um, Choosing to work on your homework for hours longer so you can get a perfect score on it, maybe cut off an hour and spend it with one of your roommates. Spend mm. it, uh, spend it uh, helping someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add to that and say, um, go parasailing or mm-hmm. bungee jumping or or something that will allow you to jump off of an edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe high diving or something mm. like that. I, I think that there needs to be a preparation to take a leap. Mm. And however you do that in a way that is going to at least physically prepare you mm. for for doing that, the better you'll be. I When I left my high-paying job and turned my back on two wonderful promotive opportunities— mm. To join the Lord's force, mm. it was like I had stepped off of a building. Mm. And and I and I think I was screaming, plummeting to the ground for about a month and a half mm. before I really felt the Lord's hand catch me. Mm. Um, it's a very scary feeling. Yeah. It's a very scary feeling. And so you have to kind of prepare yourself for that. Um, however, sisters and brothers, he catches. He, does. <laughs> he catches. Amen. And... and 
your uh, my eyes were open to a whole new reality behind that and i and i think that you know once we kind of take the plunge it's all it's it's what i hear called ego side mm. that you that you kill that part of yourself mm. that that listens more to the fearfulness of things than embraces the truth of things and that's what you were saying about um about fears move to be more self mm. you know self-concerned as opposed to selfless mm. so very good on that very good on that yeah i totally agree with that with that statement about the mm-hmm. the physical moving into the mm-hmm. uh the spiritual um no matter what that is, I think sometimes for me it was like going on a backpacking trip with a buddy mm-hmm. where I didn't really know where we were going, but we're gonna we're gonna do it, and yes. we weren't turning back until we had done what we set out to do. Yes. Um, I think adventure often calls us into uh, a deeper understanding of our spirituality. Yes, it does. Absolutely, absolutely. So at this point, AJ, we talk about a challenge that we're going to offer to our mm-hmm. listeners. And this challenge will be something that everyone can do within a week's time, something that's going to reflect our Christian values, and something that can be derived from the scriptures that we're discussing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to invite AJ to give you all a challenge, and I'll give one, and then together we'll figure out what the challenge is going to be. Do you have a particular challenge that you'd like to offer our listeners? Yeah. Um, I would say... During the course of your week, uh, determine one thing that you want to do for yourself and how those resources that you would use, whether it be time, money, effort, um, can be used to love someone in your life better. Um, If that's going to eat yourself a cup of coffee, instead, bring someone with you and pay for them. Mm -hmm, mm Amen. Great. I'm I'm going to actually make my challenge about this you cannot serve both god and mammon and i would wonder what it would be like for people to take a take a moment out of their day don't plan it Mm. go out and just be out and be available and see where god leads you see where the day takes you see who you encounter what you discover, I think that there needs to be an increase in the communication with God on a practical level to understand the true nature of this trust that Jesus is calling his people to to have. And so take a break from your own resourcefulness and, and just go out on a whim and let's see where God kind of takes you to, to you know, enjoy that a little bit. So how about both of those? Yeah. How about both of those? And in the course of the day, like you say, you know, uh, give something to someone. Mm -hmm. Offer yourself to someone. That's great. Okay. Well, we're moving to prayer. What's your favorite way to pray these days, AJ? Ooh. Uh, If we had a guitar, I'd say praise and worship. Go um... for it, brother. That's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I talked a couple of weeks ago on the show about my love of singing. So, Mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, that when I don't have, uh, the guitar, my voice isn't the best. Um, uh, just speaking to the father, um, yeah, yeah, praying to him. I hear you. I hear you. Sometimes you just got to wail off key. Yeah. Because that gets the, that gets the prayer out Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Is there Mm. anyone that you, uh, would like to particularly pray for today? Uh, Yes, actually, um, 
we were at the Newman Center last night. Uh, it was late. Uh, mass was just ending, and there was a young woman um, named Rachel who came in, and she was distraught. Um, and some of our students had a chance to talk to her. So um, for whatever Rachel's uh, experiencing right now, I just want to pray for her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll join you there. Uh, there are a lot of people that are suffering with, mm-hmm. with some um, some serious emotional mm-hmm. issues and uh, issues uh, of situations that they themselves can't seem to handle. So mm-hmm. for all of our brothers and sisters that are just kind of going through a hard mm-hmm. time, that are seeing the despair and the darkness a little easier than they're seeing the light, we'll pray for them. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely pray for them. And what are you thankful for this day? I'm thankful for the sunshine and the ability to uh, just walk around campus and uh, just love being with the Lord. Mm, amen. Amen. I recently uh, started to do my walks again because, mm. you know, the weather's so unpredictable yeah. these days. <laughs> so I decided to take the warm days and hear it as a call mm. from creation to join it a bit. And I went up to the Arboretum mm. and walked around there and just love it. Yeah, I just beautiful. love it. For three years, brother, I've been trying to get up there. Really? And just one day I said, no more. No more. No more what ifs. Yeah. No time like the present. Yeah. And got Amen. outside. Yeah. Amen. So I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful for... Um, for the creativity of people in conjunction with mm. creation to create to make these spaces yeah. where we can just encounter the Lord in nature, yeah. So, Amen. You want to uh, close it out with an, uh, an Our Father? Yeah, please. Okay, let's pray in the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, Son and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Our, Our Father, Father who, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, thank you so much. One one more thing I just want to uh, bring up. You had talked about Buckeye Awakening, yeah. and that'll be happening next week, uh, uh, next weekend. Um, so... If you, I mean, if people have not yet registered at the hearing of this show, can they still go? <laughs> yeah. So um, the deadline to sign up, I believe, is um, February twenty second. Yeah, it so, was. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you signed up by then. Um, yeah. But if not, Buckeye Waking seventeen will take place in the fall. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. At, You'll be early at the for Ohio next State time. University. There you yeah. go. <laughs> You'll be the first one to sign up. <laughs> there you go. So any undergrad that might be interested in a, in in having an awakening experience, they're they're free to free to join. So at the beginning of the fall semester, just kind of check on buckeyecatholic.com for information for Buckeye Awakening mm-hmm. Seventeen and join on there. Wonderful. Well, AJ, thank you so much. Will you come back and be on the show again one day? If you'd have me. I would (laughs) love to. I would love to. Thank you so much. And sisters and brothers out there in Radio Land, thank you for listening. We will be back with you next week at 9.30 a.m. on AM 920 WMNI.